0: You're listening to a podcast from Father Peter Smith, St. Columbus Parish, North Lycard, on the third Sunday of Lent. And now here's Father Peter. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus came to the Samaritan town called Sychar, near the land that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Jacob's well is there, and to Jesus, tired by the journey, sat straight down by the well. It was about the sixth hour. When a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, give me a drink. His disciples had gone into the town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, what? You are a Jew and you ask me a Samaritan for a drink? Jews, in fact, do not associate with Samaritans. Jesus replied, if you only knew what God is offering and who it is that is saying to you, give me a drink, you would have been the one to ask and he would have given you living water. You have no bucket, sir, she answered, and the well is deep. How could you get this living water? Are you a greater man than our father Jacob who gave us this well? and drank from it himself with his sons and his cattle? Jesus replied, whoever drinks this water will get thirsty again, but anyone who drinks the water that I shall give will never be thirsty again. The water that I shall give will turn into a spring inside him, welling up to eternal life. Sir, said the woman, give me some of that water so that I may never get thirsty and never have to come here again to draw water. I see you are a prophet, sir. Our fathers worshipped on this mountain, while you say that Jerusalem is the place where one ought to worship. And Jesus said, believe me, woman, the hour is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You worship what you do not know. We worship what we do know, for salvation comes from the Jews. But the hour will come, in fact it is here already, when true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. That is the kind of worshiper the Father wants. God is spirit, and those who worship must worship in spirit and truth. The woman said to him, I know that the Messiah, that is the Christ, is coming. And when he comes, he will tell us everything. I, who am speaking to you, Jesus said, I am he. Many Samaritans of that town had believed in him on the strength of the woman's testimony. So when the Samaritans came up to him, they begged him to stay with them. He stayed for two days and when he spoke to them, many more came to believe. And they said to the woman, now we no longer believe because of what you told us. We have heard him ourselves and we know that he really is the saviour of the world. The Gospel of the Lord. To my mind, this is one of the great readings of the New Testament. I could talk about this reading for hours, so make sure you're sitting comfortably. No, I promise I won't. There, there are some really significant things in this text, so I'd like to just talk about the gospel itself for a moment. Firstly, this woman is coming to draw water at the sixth hour, that is midday, in the middle of the day. Who draws water from the well in the middle of the day? You go in the morning or in the evening? So why is she there in the middle of the day? clearly she didn't want to speak to anybody else. She didn't want to see other people. In fact, the longer version of this reading, which I didn't think you could tolerate tonight, actually talks about how she has had six husbands. So one suspects that maybe this woman was a, shall we say, lady of ill repute. And that was why she was there in the middle of the day. Secondly, she is a Samaritan. Jews and Samaritans hated each other, they never spoke. It goes back to the Assyrian wars centuries before. And yet, here she is with Jesus. Now the third thing is, she's a woman, good heavens. Men do not speak to women privately, especially out in public. And yet, and yet Jesus breaks all of those taboos and firstly speaks to this woman, then he asks her a favor. He says, could you draw some water for me, please? And she's horrified. Here's this Jew speaking to a woman in the middle of the day, a Samaritan, talking to her and asking her to draw water for him. And Jesus is offering her something much deeper, a gift of living water. Okay, so that's the context. That's what's already in the gospel. But the thing that really strikes me is how Jesus, first of all, reaches out to an outsider. He reaches out to someone who is hated by most of the population. He reaches out to a woman who he shouldn't be speaking to. He reaches out also to a public and well-known sinner. And Jesus does it without any concern at all. Jesus breaks so many taboos in this reading. The other thing that really strikes me is that Jesus knows this woman is a sinner and he offers her the gift of water. He doesn't say to her, you go away, fix up your life about those six husbands or whatever you're doing in your private life, come back and then I will give you the gift of living water. No, Jesus does exactly the reverse. He offers her this gift of living water in the hope, in the belief that it will elicit a change in this woman's life. And indeed it does because as soon as she leaves, she runs off and tells everybody about Jesus, what a wonderful person he is. And many people in that town came to believe, firstly on her testimony, but then the words that Jesus says himself. This reading speaks to me in so many ways, because I think personally, as a community and in our society, we too can ostracize people. We might not be mean or angry or murderous towards them, but there are people in our society who we, who we shun, who we set aside. Those that we do not want to welcome in to our community. Perhaps they are people who are gay, drug addicts, people who are homeless. All of those people that we blame and ostracise in our society coming up is going to be that vote around the referendum, some of our indigenous sisters and brothers who have also had such a terrible time in our society. We can think of many, many examples. If Jesus was here, they would be the ones that he'd be talking to. They were the ones that he would be inviting in. Secondly, I think that often in our lives, we, we can have disagreements and arguments with people because we believe they were in the wrong, and maybe they were, maybe they've done the wrong thing. And so we say to them, perhaps not in so many words, but I withhold my love from you. I don't talk to you. Rather than doing what Jesus did and going out to other people and believing that our love actually causes change, We can be people who can withhold love from others because of their sinfulness, because of their wrongness, because of how they've offended us. This today provides a great model for me that we can elicit change in other people by the way that we love them, by the way that we reach out to them, not by stepping back, not by being critical. Jesus doesn't even say to this woman, hey, you're a terrible person, go fix your life up. He does not admonish her in any single way. He loves her and he offers her the gift of living water. The parallel for us in our lives too is the gift of the Eucharist. You know, the church has often said, unless you are worthy, unless you are filled with grace, you can't receive the Eucharist. I think that's absolute nonsense. It should be the other way around. If you are a sinner, like me, like all of us, That's why we need the Eucharist, because it is what helps elicit a change in our lives. It helps us to become better people. It's not this gift that can be withheld from other people or from anyone because of the mistakes that we make in our lives. This is echoed too, isn't it, in the second reading today when we hear that Jesus died for us while we were still sinners. Jesus didn't wait till we were perfect before he came to save us. He doesn't even challenge us in so many respects. But Jesus gives the gift of his love in our lives, believing that's what causes change. That's what helps us to be better people. During this season of Lent, I think that would be something we could all give a go to, of loving those people who are struggling, and maybe to recognize that our love, too, can change other people's hearts.